Good evening. Hope all of you are doing well. Uh, we're starting a new parak, Baruch Hashem. It is Perek Bishlosha Prakim, moving into uh, a little bit of a, a discussion about Birchas Kohanim. However, uh, only in, in as much as it relates to Tainios, because we're learning Masechas Tainos after all. Uh, just some housekeeping items. We do have a Seum coming up in your Hashem next week, this Sunday, Sunday or Monday. I don't know what we're doing yet. I guess I'll, I'm going to sponsor this time just for fun. I don't, I don't know why I'm not in the mood to collect everybody's money. So uh, my treat. Uh, we are uh, going to be learning tonight uh, one and a half uh, blot. So we're starting on Chavav and Medalev, and we'll finish Chavav and Chavzayin and Medalev. Tomorrow night, we'll learn a blot and a half as well. And then Friday morning, we'll have a one blot shear, um, which will be, I think, how does the math work? Is that Dav Kavches? No, that's Dav test. And then that will be for Shabbos. No shear over Shabbos. I'll be out of town. And then we'll be back together on Sunday for uh, for the last. Lamed Aleph must be Monday then. So the scene will be Monday night. So that's our, our course of events. Uh, fast flowing Gemara. This is a wonderful Masechta for Daf Yomi for a lot of reasons. First of all, um, a lot of beautiful stories. And second of all, a lot of huge Mishnayas. And this is another one of those wonderful, huge Mishnais. Says the, the new parak, at the brand new parak. There are three times a year that Kohanim are nosnes kapeim, that Kohanim do birchas Kohanim, and they do so arba pa'amim bayom, four times in each of those days, or at least so it seems. On these particular days, the, Gemara, the Mishnah seems to imply that there are these four tfilos in which one has the opportunity to do birchas Kohanim. And then uh, the Gemara says, what are these three things? But tinyos on fast days, but ma'amados. Ma'amados, we're going to speak about at length in the Mishnah. But ma'amados, in effect, was when people would ensure that they were present by the korban being brought, the korban siwa, a korban siwa that was being brought. A korban has to have its owners nearby. But what if you lived in the middle of nowhere and it's the korban tummy? So they had a group of people whose job it was to represent the people. And of Yom Kippur. Now, of course, on a tinus, we don't have Musaf. So when the Mishnah said that we do this yes kapayim four times on a tinus, it doesn't make any sense. That would be the first question of the Gemara on the Ahmed Beis. We'll get there soon. Eluhein ma'amados. These are the ma'amados. These are the groups of people who function as the ma'amados. And then, with a very strange pivot, the Mishnah changes gears and says lefisha ne'emar because it says the pasuk says tzavas bnei Yisrael is korbani lachmi that you have to bring a korban. The chiheach korbano shel adam karev who eno omid al gabav. How can it ever be the case that a korban can be brought for the people without it being that the people are present? And because that was problematic, so therefore says the Gemara. In the Mishnah, eight lines down in the new parak, Hiskinu Nevi'im Harishonim, the early Nevi'im, came up with the following of Esrim Ve'arba Mishmaros. We'll learn a little bit later how exactly we got to the number 24 and who helped us to get to the number 24. I'll call Mishmar U Mishmar. For each of the 24 Mishmaros, there were two groups. There was a group in the city. And uh, when it became the actual time of that particular group's Mishmar, then here's the breakdown. Then Kohanim Levim Olam Yerushalayim. The Kohanim and Levim who needed to be on site, the Kohanim to do their avoda and the Levim to do the Shira, great. But the Yisrael Shebeosa Mishmar for the for the Yisrael section, the non-Kohen, non-Ladies, what would they do? They would stay in their communities. The Yisrael Shebeosa Mishmar Miskansin Le'arein. They'd stay in their own cities. The Karen Bemaisa Breshis, and they would read from Breshis. We'll see in the Gemara why they're going to read this. Skip the parentheses. By Yom Harishon, on the first day, what would they learn? 
on the first day uh, on, of the Mishmar, on the Sunday, let's say, they'd read Biyom Rishon, Bereshis, and Vayhi Rakia. That, these are two small sections of the Parsha. Vishani, on a Monday, they would read Yehi Rakia, and they'd read Yikavu Hamayim. Vishlishi, on Tuesdays, they'd read Yikavu Hamayim, Vayhi Maoros. Berevi, they'd read Yehi Maoros, Vishritsu Hamayim. Vichamishi, on Thursdays, they'd read Yishritsu Hamayim, Vishosei Haaretz. These two small sections. And Vishishi, Vishosei Haaretz, Vayichulu HaShamayim. And uh, that's how they would break it up. So there were these two sections uh, of, of the Parsha read. However, we know that there's never less than three aliyahs. So the Gemara then explains we're a little bit more than halfway down, two-thirds of the way down, Chavav Madalaf in a very large Mishnah. Parsha Gedola, the larger of the two sections that we would be reading from Parsha's Breshis on any one day, Koronosabishnaim, we'd split up into two aliyahs. The smaller of the two would be its own aliyah. When was this done? Uh, this is a discussion of how to read the Mishnah. So two-thirds of the way down, it says Bishachris, and then seems to read Bimusaf Uvimincha. However, if you look on the side, it says Bishachris Uvimusaf. So the little Vav before Musaf, we don't know when it is that we do these Kriyas. When, when does this reading happen? When do the Ma'amados happen? When do we have people represent korbanos? Is it only by shacharis or is it also by musaf? So that's machlokas in the girsa. But uve mincha, when it comes to mincha, yes, nichnasin v'koren al pihen, kikoren eshema. Yes, you go to shul, but you don't have to lane properly out of a chumish. Rather, you can read it as you would shema. We don't read shema out of klaf. We, uh, we read Shema out of a sitter, at, at most out of a sitter. So that's the right time to do it. Now, here are some of the exclusions when we would limit the Ma'amados, right? So we said that by the Ma'amados, they'd be reading these partios, they'd be going into shul. Uh, that's what the Yisraelim would do. The Kohanim and the Vim would be on site in the base of Mikdash. So it says the Mishnah, two-thirds of the way down on Erev Shabbos, mincha lo Normally, yes, by Mincha during the week, Sunday through Thursday, they would go into the into the Beis HaMedrash. They'd go into shul and they'd read whatever psukim or shaykh for that day. However, by the Mincha and Erev Shabbos, they did not do that. They didn't want to add to the Tircha of Erev Shabbos. It's hard enough to be on time to show without any added requirements on Erev Shabbos. Mipnei, Kavod Shabbos. It wasn't a nice way to go into Shabbos. So that, that particular day was exempt. How is it that you could have a case because of covered Shabbos, which is a dinder abanan? We're not going to do the ma'amados, which seemingly is a dinder raisa. The beginning of the pasuk, the beginning of the Mishnah spoke about this from a pasuk in Chumash. So we'll have to see, and we will see that this is only a dinder abanan at most. Let's let's continue. Another time where. We don't do the ma'amados. Kol yom halal. We just had Rosh Chodesh. On any day when there's halal, ein ma'amad b'shachris. That during shachris, we don't have the ma'amad. We don't have the Israelim laning that special laning. Korban musaf. If it's a day where there's a korban musaf, then ein b'ni'ila. Then in ni'ila, we won't have the ma'amad. And we won't have people standing there and, and reading. Uh, korban eitzim. If there's a day where the the bread, where the wood is going to be brought, we're going to discuss this at length toward the bottom of the page. There were nine groups of people that would bring wood. Uh, nine families that were selected to bring wood to the base of Mikdash. It was a great cover because, you know, that, that's what all the korbanos were burnt on. So it was a real cover for them to, to do that. So if it was a day that it was a korban eitzim day where one of the nine families was bringing wood to the base of Mikdash on that day, then then ein b'mincha, then in mincha we would not do the kriya of the ma'amadim either. That's Divi Rabbi Akiva. However, in subtle form, Amar lo ben Azai, Kachaya Rabbi Yoshua Shona, a little different than you said, Rabbi Akiva. Ben Azai says that Rabbi Yoshua had a little bit of a different spin, 12 lines from the bottom. Korban Musaf, Ein B'mincha, that if there's a Korban Musaf that day, then we don't say it in Mincha, but we do say it in Ne'ilah, which is not what Rabbi Akiva said. And Korban Eitzim, Ein B'ne'ilah, and if it was a day where, where wood was being brought to the base of Mikdash, then we would not do our normal Ma'amadim by the Ne'ilah. Fine. And Rabbi Akiva um, agreed. 
Chaza Rabbi Akiva, once he heard that Rabbi Yoshua had learned this sugya differently, so Rabbi Akiva backtracked, and he's Chaza Rabbi Akiva, Lichios Shona Kibanaza, then they agreed. Now let's get into who the families were. Could you imagine just your family being listed in a Mishnah for, for, for all eternity because you were a mensch of a person? It's just a beautiful thing. So Zman Eitzim Kohanim Ha'am Tisha. There were nine times a year that the wood was going to be brought. This, these were families that um, I believe, let me just make sure I'm right before I say this. Um, um, yeah, so that's what it says, that they came up with, the. if you look at uh, Rashi, four lines from the bottom, we'll get to him in a minute. So there were some people that when they came back to the second base of Mikdash with Ezra, there were some people who donated, said, no, no, I, I got the wood. I'm going to make sure that there's enough wood. So that, that's this list of people. So we're eight, nine lines from the bottom of Chavav Meralef, and the Gemara, the Mishnah continues. On the first of the month of Nisan, they were family number one. Number two, on the 20th of the month of Tammuz, they were from Shevet Yehuda. And number three, on the fifth day of Av is B'nai Parash Ben Yehuda. Number four is B'shiva on the seventh bow, on the seventh of that month of Av. Uh, that's B'nai Yonadav Ben Rachab. And the fifth group is Be'asara on the tenth of bow, Be'asara bow on the tenth of the month of Av, B'nai Sinah Ben Binyamin. This Gemara we saw quoted a while ago. And B'chamisha Asar on the fifteenth of that month. That's Bechamisha Sarbo. That's B'nai Zesu Ben Yehuda. And on that day, it also happened to include other people as well. It also included Be'imahim Kohanim Ulevim Bechomisha Anyone who knew, they knew in their Mesora that they were supposed to bring wood, but they did not remember which Shevet they were a part of. They all joined Zesu Ben Yehuda on this day. All of this will be discussed further in the Gemara. Uh, and then the Gemara says, the people who were to steal certain kalim, the people who were cutters, the Gemara will discuss this also. The Esrimbo on the 20th of that month, that was B'nai Pachas Moab Ben Yehuda. And the Esrimbo Elal on the 20th of Elal, B'nai Adin Ben Yehuda. And then we circled back again uh, to, to a family for a repeat, that's the second time that they would bring. While we're on the topic of Echad Beteves, says the Mishnah, three lines from the bottom on Chavav Medalev, on the first of the month of Teves, on that day there were no Ma'amadim, there was no one who was, quote unquote, standing by to support the Korbanos that were brought that day. the Korban Musaf, it was the trifecta. The three things that we learned earlier in the Mishnah, which would dissolve the obligation for Maimed under certain circumstances, when you have all three together, the whole day is exempt from Maimed. There was no Ma'amados on that day. There were no um, Yisraelim in their particular respective communities who were reading the Parshios of Bracious. What we're about to learn now is a famous Mishnah. It's a Mishnah that describes the Chamisha Dvarim Iru Esavoseinu Beshiva Sarbetamuz Vechamisha Betisha Bav. There are five things that went very wrong on Shiva Sarbetamuz and another five things that went very wrong on Tishaba. Shiva Sarbatamuz, what are the five things that went wrong on Tishabav as we turn to the top of Chavavamid Beis? So the Mishnah writes, number one, Nishtabu Haluchos. That was the day that, uh, that Moshe broke the Luchos Harishonos. The Uvatel uh, Hatamid, that was the day when the Korban Hatamid stopped being brought in the Beis HaMikdash. The Huvka Ahair, the borders of the city were broken. The Saraf Apostomus Esa Torah. Apostomus, he, uh, um, he burned a Sefer Torah. And uh, this is not so simple. Some of the Rishonim write that this was actually Menashe. It wasn't a posthumous or Russia. It was a reference to Menashe. And there was a, an idol that was placed inside the Heichal. 
What were all of the things that went wrong on Tisha B'Av? Tisha B'Av, three lines down, Nigzar on the ninth of Av, that was the day. And we're talking about the Chaita Meraglim, that was the day that the Jews were punished, that they could not go into Eretz Yisrael. That same date, an ominous day, that's when both Batei Mikdash were destroyed. The Nilkada Beitar, the city of Beitar, was, uh, was overtaken, and it was plowed down. In light of what's going on in the month of Av with all of these difficult things, this is, of course, quoted in Shulchan Aruch, that in the month of Av, we minimize our, um, we minimize our happiness. And certainly from the beginning of the month, there's like gradations, just like we have by, uh, by Avelus uh, Rahman al-Islam. We have Shiva, we have Shloshim, and we have the 12-month mourning period. So here also in minor form as a microcosm, we have the same thing. You have like Tisha B'Av is Mamish, like Shiva. Shavuah Shechalvo is like Shloshim. And everything from uh, from Aleph is like, you know, everything from Aleph is basically like the 12 months. So it's a pretty rigid form. We're going to learn them in the other direction now. Shabbos Shechal Tisha B'Av. We started at Mishinich Matin B'Simcha. That's level one, the lightest form. We're just minimizing some of our Simcha. What's the next level? Shabbos Shechal Tisha B'Av Lios B'Socha. What we would call Shavuah Shechalbo. So let's say that the Tisha falls out on a Tuesday. So Shavuah Shechalbo is Motzei Shabbos Sunday and Monday. So what the Mishnah writes is when you have Shabbos Shechal Tisha B'Av Lios B'Socha during that week, Asr L'Saper, it is forbidden for one to get haircuts and for one to do laundry. It's very interesting. We're very mock, but not to get haircuts uh, during the three weeks. The reason why it's so interesting is because the minig of not getting a haircut during the three weeks is approximately 900 years old. It's not from the times of the Churban. This Mishnah is 2,000 years old because it was codified and organized by Rabbi Yudan Nasi when he died in 220. So what we're seeing here is the only real halachic limitation to getting a haircut during the three weeks is only in Shavuot Shechalbo. Very interesting. And not only that, take a look at the rest of the Gemara, Uvechamishi, the rest of the Mishnah, Uvechamishi, on, if it happens to be that Tisha B'av is on a Friday and the Shavuot Shechalbo was long, then Bechamishi on that Thursday, Mutarin Rashi says you're allowed to get haircuts here, Bibnei Kavod Shabbos. So to formally say that it's Mamish Usr to get a haircut during the three weeks is not correct. It's only true during Shavuot Shechalbo. We have a super strong custom to not get haircuts, um, but nevertheless, it's, uh, it is historically speaking a very, very new custom. It's quoted in one of the Nosei Kalim. Um, on the tour by the base Yosef, um, some Sephardic uh, Mahari Abuhav, I think, I can't remember his name exactly, I have to look it up again, that's not who it was, I have to look it up again, but that was a, a relatively historically new tradition relative to the time of the Churban, it's a thousand years after approximately, even more. Erev Tisha B'Av, on the day of Tisha B'Av, the morning uh, before the fast starts, you shouldn't eat two cooked foods, you shouldn't eat meat, it's not the time for wine. You can eat them, but you have to eat them with a little bit of a shinri. He requires us to turn our beds over. This is a, a simon avelis. We'll discuss this in the Gemara. And while Rabbi Yehuda held that way, the rabbis did not agree to his opinion. Uh, these, these days of the 15th of Av and Yom Kippur, there were no days that were like it. 
Shebohen, on these days, Benos Yushalayim Yotos Beklila Von Shu'ulin, they would all wear white dresses and they would go out into the fields. Why were they Shu'ulin? Why were they borrowed? Well, not everybody necessarily had enough money to buy the nice white dress. Shalolavayish is Misha'inlo. So the people who had the dresses to loan would make sure that everybody had a white dress. Kola Kalim Tu'unan Tvila. At that time, at that time, everyone was makbed on hilchos uh, nida as it related to the clothes that they wore. If a woman is wearing a garment and she's poreses nida, then the garment is tame also. So we don't paskin like that nowadays, though I probably did share the story of the time that I walked into the home of this religious Christian family and the woman wouldn't allow me to sit in her chair because of Tumas Moshev. She told me, she's like, you're welcome to sit anywhere in my house, just not my chair because I am a nida. A little bit of a surprising comment to hear from a uh, from And not only that, we don't pass in that way because we don't have a base on Mikdash. Fascinating. Anyways, that's this din. So all of the white dresses that were borrowed, they all had to be laundered, not laundered in a uh, tied kind of way, but laundered in a halacha kind of way to make sure that they were tohorim because 50% of women, statistically, were probably Anita, whatever it was, even more if they were single, because if a woman doesn't go to the mikvah, then she is forever Anita, though, right? So, they were, were able to uh, be out in the field and they were dancing. What were the women saying? So there, there were a few groups of women. Um, uh, come see how beautiful I am. The second group would say, uh, don't look at beauty only. You're not just marrying the girl, you're marrying the in-laws. You got to make sure that everything is kafta referach. And the third group would say, these are the groups who were both not beautiful women and didn't have good families. Just look at me. Just look at me for who I am, the quality person that I am. The Omer, Tanuli, and they would say, the complimentary things that we say about women, that's what they were saying in the field. Another way to see that this day of Yom Kippur was a wonderfully a uh, happy day was Tse'ena Ur'ena Benos Tzion Ba'melech Shalomo Ba'atarash Yitra Lo'imo B'yom Chasuna So B'yom Simchas Libo Pasuk in Shirashir B'yom Chasuna So Zematan Torah Take a look at Rashi Just to the side where we are Almost halfway down Dibur Hamaschil Zematan Torah Yom HaKippurim Shinitnu Baluchos Achronos That was when we got the Luchos Achronos on that day B'yom Simchas Libo What is that that reference in the Pasuk? It's not really related to what we're talking about We brought this Pasuk to show us that Yom Kippur was a day of Mali Simcha But Yom Simchas Liba, the last line of the Mishnah halfway down, says, Amen. We've seen this many times, the language in the Mishnah. Remember the timing here. This is right after Chorban Baisheni. It's like a hundred years. This is being penned a little bit more, 120 years. It's not, it, was, well, it was a century. It wasn't that long ago. You know, we are not quite a century away from the Holocaust, but like our brains, it's it's relatable in our memory, not not in action, just in history. It's, it's not that far. We know people. Your grandfather's father was in the base of Mikdash. Like these are these were palpable things. And the Mishnahs, the Mishnahs were already showing this pining, this desire, this aspiration for the base of Mikdash to be rebuilt. A beautiful thing. As we started, the Mishnah had something very confusing. Our Mishnah had said, Bishlosha Prakim, Bishana, Kohanim Nosines Kaipeyan. And then it said that it happened over these four days, over these uh, three days, but it wasn't true because Tanyos Ma'amados, you, you listed three things. You said Tanyos Ma'amados and you said Yom Kippur. Now, Yom Kippur obviously has a lot of tefillahs on that day, five all included, but the others don't have Musaf, Mi'ika Musaf. 
So there's no way that you're going to get that many Nesios Kapayims on that day. So the Gemara says halfway down, eight, nine lines into the wide lines, really here's what's going on. There are three times a year where the Kohanim will daven every single time. However, they'll do Nesios Kapayim every time they daven. However, the Yesh Mehen, among them is a scenario of Arba Pamim B'Yom, Shachar Sumusav Menchon which is obviously Yom Kippur. And that's the Gemara's answer. So our, really, our Mishnah just wasn't smoothly written. It needed to be edited to look like this to make it seem a little bit better. Here are the three times where all of the tefillos include Nesiyas um, Kapayim, and that is, as the Gemara writes, Tani Osumamados Yom HaKippurim. The Gemara says, Amar Rav Nachman, Amar Rabba Baravua, Zo Divi Reb Meir. All of this is according to Rav Meir. Aval, Chacham and Momrim, that no, it was not every time that they daven that they did Nesiyas Kapayim, but rather Shachris and Musab, Yeshba Nesiyas Kapayim, only by Shachris and Musab. <laughs> However, Mincha Bene'ila, Eimbahen Nesiyas Kapayim. So our Mishnah was uh, only according to one flavor, only according to one Tana, but not everyone agreed. Man Chachamim, who is this dissenting pinion like? Who says this, that we only say, that we only have the Kohan and do Nesiyas Kapayim by Shachris and Mincha, but not by... Musaf and, uh, sorry, by Shacharis and Musaf, but not by Mincha Neila. Man Chachamim, that's Rabbi Yehudahi. The Brisa writes a little more than halfway down to Tanya. Shacharis and Musaf, Mincha Neila. Kulan Yesh Benesiyas Kapayim, Divi Rameir. That's like our Mishnah, and that's a sheet of Rameir, like we just saw in the previous Brisa. And here's the Rabbi Yehuda that we are now going to validate what we saw already in his name, Rabbi Yehuda Omer. Shacharis and Musaf, Yesh Benesiyas Kapayim. Yes, correct, I'm asking. The Kohanim, they are going to... <clears throat> And now we see a new shita, one that we have yet to see. So we've seen two shitas. All of the Shmona Esrays get Nesiyas Kapayim, which is Reb Meir, or Reb Yehuda shitas only Shachris and Musab. Here's shita number three, two-thirds of the way down, Reb Yossi Omer, Ne'ila Yeshba Nesiyas Kapayim, Mincha Ein Bamishum Nesiyas Kapayim. So according to Reb Yossi, we have Shachris, Musab, Skip, Mincha, and Ne'ila, so three out of the four skipping Mincha all have Nesiyas Kapayim, just not Mincha. So it says the Gemara, but my Kamiflage, what are these three Shittas talking about? So let's go through all of them. Rav Meir said that everything gets it. Rav Meir, Savar, Kol Yoma, Taima Mai, Lo Parshe Kohane Yodaihu B'Minchasa. In general, forget about these fast days. Every random day of the year, why is it that the Kohanim don't, uh, don't uh, do Duchening on those days? Mishum Shechrus, because people are regular to have wine in the afternoon, a little glass of wine. When you go out to lunch, and that's problematic. So says the Gemara, but on a day like today, says Rav Meir, on a fast day, like a Shechrus, and therefore today, every davening can get Nesiyas Kapayim, no problem at all. Rabbi Yehuda said only by Shachrus and Musaf, why? Rabbi Yehuda Savar, Shachrus and Musaf, the Kol Yoma, because by Shachrus and Musaf, most people, you know, the famous line, it's five o'clock somewhere. So everybody grabs a bottle of wine. So the Gemara is under the assumption that people don't drink wine in the mornings. It's not true. I had a very tall glass of Kedem this morning at about 10 a.m. People drink in the morning sometimes. But the Gemara says, but that's not true. So um, by, therefore, by because it's not common to drink in the morning. So and the rabbis were not concerned about doing the siyas kapayim on those days. And therefore, by shachris and musaf, no problem. But because people by lunchtime, they're already having a glass of wine. So therefore, that even on a fast day, we're not going to allow the kohanim to duchen um, by mincha 
and by Ni'ilah. That explains the sheet of, of Rabbi Huda. What about Rabbi Yossi? Rabbi Yossi said that we do in every davening except for Mincha. How so? Rabbi Yossi, Savar Mincha, Isa Bechol Yoma, Gazir Be Rabbanan. Mincha, which is a prayer that we have 354 days in the Jewish year, on that day we need a Gzera. However, Ni'ila, Delase Bechol Yoma, Lo Gazir Be Rabbanan. Ni'ila, that's a unique, that's a unique tefillah. Everyone's going to be more serious, but no one's going to get drunk by the Ni'ila, by the closing prayers. Therefore, Lo Gazir Be Rabbanan, and they are allowed to do Chanan. How do we paskin in this sugya? There's three-way machlokas tanoim between Reb Meir, Reb Yehud, and Reb Yossi. Reb Meir, who holds that all of the tefillos have nesias kapayim. Reb Yehuda, who holds that there's nesias kapayim by shacharis and musaf, but not by mincha and by ni'ilah. And then the sheet of Reb Yossi, that there is by shacharis, by musaf, and by ni'ilah, but just not by mincha. So says the Gemara, 12, 15 lines from the bottom, on Reb Yehuda, Marav, halacha kirab Meir, kirabi Meir, that we say it at we do nesias kapayim at every tefillah. Rabbi Yochanan Amar, nahagu ha'am kirabeir. He says, we don't paskin like Rameir, people are just nohig like him. The Rava Amar, minhag kirabimeir. Hmm. So we have halacha, nohagu, and minhag. What is the difference between all of these terminologies? I wouldn't have thought there was much of a difference between minhag and nohagu, but the Gemara didn't agree with me because that's just not true. So it says the Gemara as follows. According to the Shita that says we paskin like Rav Meir, that means Darshin and Labapirka. You have the Rav of the Shul gets up and he says, Rabosai, we paskin, Kohanim, go wash your hands. Every tefillah and Atainis, the Kohanim are going to do it. That's Shita number one, that if we say that the Halacha is like Rav Meir, then that is how we paskin publicly. According to the one who says it's just a Minhag, so Midrash lo darshinan. We don't we don't scream it from the rooftops. We don't give a public shear on it. However, if somebody asks a shaila, o ruye morinan, then yes, we do a taka. It's true. You should be dochening. That's correct. Umando amar nohagu, and according to the one who says that we're simply nohagu, that we have a custom to follow, like the opinion of Reb Meir, but it's not a proper minhag. So then says the Gemara, o ruye lo morinan. We don't even pask in that way. Just that bidiyeved the avid avid below mahadrina. Okay, so nebuch, if you didn't listen, you should have listened. But if you didn't listen, then okay, not the end of the world. So it says the Gemara, still, we don't exactly know how to paskin because Rav Nachman didn't agree with this. Rav Nachman, Omar, no, not any of your versions of Rav Meir of Halacha, Noagu Minhagi. Rav Nachman holds differently. Halacha Kirab Yossi. We hold like Rav Yossi and Ladina, Halacha Kirab Yossi. What did Rav Yossi hold? That in a case where you have Shachris, you have Musaf, and you have Mincha, and you have Ni'ila, you can duchen in everything except for Mincha. And that is how it is stated in Shulchan Arach. So what's the difference between um, min, um... Minhag and Nahagu? Yeah. So Minhag is stronger. A Minhag is that it is our custom. We just don't, if somebody asks a Shaila, then we will say, yes, in fact, this is the Halacha. But by Nahagu, we, we don't ever tell anyone that's the Halacha. It just means that Bidiyevid, we allow it. So it's a little hard to dissect the language because the Shorish of the word is the same. But the word Minhag is identified as a proper custom. Nahagu is that thing which people do Okay, okay, they shouldn't have, but that's the thing that people do. So that's a distinction in language. Now, all of this has been under the assumption that you are um, that you are not allowed to drink. So let's dig into this a little bit. Vaidna, uh, oh, or almost there. We have one more question first. Vaidna, eight lines from the bottom. My time of parshe kohani yadaihu b'mincha sadata I don't understand. If, in fact, we pass like Rabbi Yossi, and Rabbi Yossi said 
that by mincha, you're not allowed to duchen, and this is still minagaret Yisrael, that on a fast day, for example, kohanim will duchen by mincha, but why is that allowed? So says the Gemara, there's a, an exclusionary clause on the shita of Rabbi Yossi. What's that? If you dive in a very, very late mincha, very late in the day, so that is already the gedr ni'ila. The mincha that Rabbi Yossi was talking about was mincha gdola, that was earlier on in the day. But if you're davening a super late mincha, so then it's equivalent to a ni'ila, and therefore, uh, we are, are allowed to allow the kohanim to do it. Shikur Asr Benesias Kapayim. The thread, the common thread of the last 20 lines or so is that some an, a Kohen who has had alcohol is not allowed to duchen. How do we know that that's true? So Amar of Yeshua ben Levi Mishum Bar Kapar. Lama Nismacha Parshas Kohen Mivarech Leparshas Nazir. Why were the two parshios of the Birchas Kohanim and Nazir juxtaposed? Lomar Lach, this is to teach us. Ma Nazir Asir Bayain. Just like we know that if a person accepts Naziris upon themselves, one of the things that they have prohibited upon themselves is wine. Af Kohen Mivarech, even a Kohen who's going to give a bracha, a bracha also, I should say, is Asir Bayain. That's the implication that we learn from Naziris. So Maskif La Avuidir Abzeira, Bamilo Shaya Barzavda. I don't understand. If you're making a comparison from Nazir to Birchas Konim, Ima Nazir Asir Bechartzan, but a, but a Nazir, a Nazir is Asir in what we call Mishras, any grape derivatives at all, even Chartzan, which are grape seeds. So Ima Nazir Asir Bechartzan, if you're making the comparison between Nazir and Birchas Konim, then Af Kohen Mavarech Asir Bechartzan. Then let's say that I am a Kohen and I eat grape seeds. I'm not drunk, but I eat grape seeds. A Nazir, by him, it's an Isser Doraisa. But by me as the Kohen Mavarech, can I do it now? Says the Gemara, don't worry. No, no, no. Yes, we compare to Nazir, but not fully. Amar of Yitzchak, Amar Kral, the Sharso, the Barach Bishma. What we're talking about is in the Pasuk over here is about Birchas Kohanim. Ma Mishares, Mutter Bechartz. And just like a Mishares, one who serves Hashem in the Beis HaMikdash, is allowed to serve Hashem having had grape seeds. Av Kohen Mevarech, even a Kohen is going to do Birchas Kohanim, Mutter Bechartz. Says the Gemara, well, I'm not really sure how you're doing all your comparisons here. You've compared to Nazir, but it wasn't a full comparison. You're comparing to the Kohen doing the Avoda, but it's not a full comparison. Because look at this. Imam Esharis, when you have a Kohen who's doing the Avoda, Bal Mumlo, we don't allow for a Kohen who's a Bal Mum to do the Avoda. Av Kohen Mavarech Bal Mumlo. Then maybe we should also assume that if a person is Duchening, he's not allowed to be a Bal Mum. You tried to compare to Nazir in full. It's not full, it's partial. You tried to compare to, to someone doing the Avoda. It's not a full comparison, it's partial. And in both cases, we went lenient. So says the Gemara, the reason why a Baal Mum is not problematic and when it comes to Birchaz Konim is because Ha'is Kashla Nazir. Because part of our understanding of the Isra of Shichrus is from, from a Nazir. Says the Gemara, Umay Chazdi's de Makshis Lakula. You've only taken the, the lightest of comparisons in both cases. By Nazir, yeah, we learn wine from there, but you're being makil on the grape seeds. And by the Kohen who's Mishares, we make a comparison to them that they're allowed to have chartzan, that they can have the grape seeds, but we don't transfer over the Chumra of Balmum. Why are you being so makil? Like, if you're going to learn from another, learn from another area. Just do it in full. If you're going to learn from Nazir, take all the laws of Nazir. You're going to learn from Mishares. You're going to learn from a Kohen doing the Avodah. Take all that. Take a full comparison. Why are you being so lenient? Oh, so says the Gemara, very important, Yisod. Asmechuhu. Uh, sorry, umay chazis to makshis lekula akish lechumra. You should also be look at all the chumras. What are you shopping? That's not right. Just uh, just learn the sugi the right way. 
So says the Gemara, the Chachamim were being very particular here. The reason why they were being mekel is because asmachta the psukim that we're referring to here, that to teach us that a Kohen is not allowed to be drunk when they're uh, doing birchas Kohenim, it's an asmachta All of the psukim that we have are only rabbinic in nature, and ulakula, and therefore we're allowed to be mekel. But really, technically, midoraisa, if a Kohen was drunk, he could still do uh, birchas Kohen, technically speaking. If he can be coherent enough to say the bracha, I guess, I don't know what level of uh, mental faculties you have to have, but certainly to have a l'chaim, and then you would, it's not ideal, it seems to not be right, you shouldn't, if, if someone has to be a coin and they wanted to go to Kiddush Club, then they have two problems. Okay, fine, but then to go up and then to duchen, that might not be right. If you're the only coin, it's uh, really not right, but it's certainly not right even if you're on your, even if you're with others. Next two dots. We had said in our Mishnah, Elu Hain Ma'amados, these are the Ma'amados, and then we said the next line, which was not an answer to the question. We said, what are the Moado, the, the Ma'amados? Who are the families? What are the times? And then we said, oh, here's a Pasuk in Chumash, which doesn't answer the question. So says the Gemara, the, the, the Gemara had quoted the Mishnah, Lefish Nemar Sabas Meishor. Says Gemara, my Ka'amar. What? Non sequitur. You ask a question, how old are you? I, I live on Chase Avenue. What are, you, what are you talking about? So says the Gemara, my Ka'amar, what's going on in our Mishnah? Hachi Ka'amar, here's Peshat. Eluhein Ma'amados. Here is the Ma'amados. And by the way, before we tell you about the Ma'amados, Umatam Tiknu Ma'amados. Before we tell you the what, we want to tell you the why. Oh, because we have a Pasuk in Chumash that says that we're obligated to bring, in this case, a Korban Sibur. How can we have a case scenario where there aren't people around to substantiate the Korban, to make sure the Korban is, is being done right, and just to be there, just to be present? Therefore, his Kinum. Therefore, he's kinu nevim harishonim esrim va'arba mishmaros. So now we understand our our why we have ma'amados and al kol mishmar mishmar hayamayim et birushalayim shel kohanim shel vim shel yisraelim. And we had this group of people. They were broken up into twenty four groups, and each of them had their responsibilities. Yigiasman mishmar laalos. When it was the time for any particular mishmar to do their job, kohanim ulavim all in Yerushalayim. So that's how the Gemara answers this question of the seeming seemingly strange que- uh, question answer in our Mishnah of well, it wasn't really a question, but the framing of our Mishnah was here's all the Ma'amados, and here's Psukim as to why we do Ma'amados. That's the explanation of the Gemara. Here's another Brisa that looks quite similar to the one we saw with a little more detail. There are 24 Mishmaros that are in Eretz Yisrael, and 12 Biricho. So how many Mishmaros were there? Were there 24 or were there 24 plus 12? It says the Gemara, Shtemesre Biricho. You had an extra 12 in Yericho. Nefish and Lahutuba. That's way too much. As we'll see soon, uh, we're going to see some psukim as to how we got to the number 24. So says the Gemara, Ella, no, that's not what we meant. We didn't mean 12 extra. We mean that 12 of the 24 were from Yericho. Ella Shtemesre may hand be Yericho. 12 of the 24 were actually in the city of Yericho. And then he giazman ha-mishmar la'alos. When it came time for a particular mishmar to do their thing, it was their mishmar. Then chatzia mishmar haya ole me'eretz Yisrael Yerushalayim. Chatzia mishmar haya ole me'ericho. Kadeshi yispiku ma'im umazam lachem shibirushalayim. So it was split up in a way where some would come from here and some would come from there. And in Yericho, they would bring, they would bring food to Yerushalayim. Says the Gemara, just about halfway down, six lines before the wide lines. We're going to wrap up to the top of the next page and stop. 
Now we're in the times of the Amorim. These were all Bryce's up until now in this sugya. Let's see what he has to say. Wow. If you are not present, so then the korban doesn't count. You can't bring a korban without people to represent the masses. However, we also need the Jews, but we also need the guitars and the violins and all the other things that they use as kleshir. So uh, that's a strange thing. Why do we need the klesher? But my kamiflugay, what are these two shitas discussing that seem to be different? It's also interesting that Amar of Yehuda Amar Shmuel doesn't say that he's quoting a brisa. It seems to be that he's talking on his own. And yet there's a brisa to follow, which seems to be conflicting with him. But that's not the Gemara's question. The Gemara is, is bothered by the difference between their opinions. But my kamiflugay. So we saw this once already before, I think in Masechus uh, Sukkah. Yeah, in Masecha Sukkah here. It says, Mar Savar, but my Kamiflugay, Mar Savar, Iker Shira Bepet. According to some, the Iker Shira that the Levim would do was Bepet. It's an a cappella group, it's a Shabbos singing, it's Miros, it's a Kumzitz, but you don't need any instruments, Ladina. They're beautiful additions, but the Iker is the Shira. Omar Savar, but the new, this new Brisa that we just saw in the name of Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar, he says, Iker Shira Bekli, even if nobody sang, but as long as you played beautiful instruments, then that qualifies as the Shira. So that's the Machlokas between them. Last short line, Amar Yichama ben Barguria, Amar Rav, this, quest, this Shita of Rav will be questioned at the end of the page. Moshe Tikein Lehemel Yisrael Shmona Mishmaros. Of the 24, Moshe instituted that there should be eight Mishmaros. Fine. Arba'a me Elazar, Vidalid me Itamar. Elazar and Itamar, of course, the children of Aaron, they were the Kohanim. Moshe wasn't functioning as a Kohen, though he did at some point throughout the, the times in the Midbar. But here, um, in the proper Mishmaro, so then eight of them, uh, he instituted eight of them, four for Elazar and four from Isamar. Vashmuel, Shmuel comes along, Behemid and Al Sheshisrin. And then he added another eight. And then Vadavid Behemid and Al. And he added the final eight, each of them adding a third, eight, eight, and eight. Shneimar, as the Pasuk writes, at this point, uh, at the 40th year of David, these are people who the, uh, the Pasuk is referencing who were part of the Mishmaros. It says the Gemara, eight, eight, and eight, Moshe, Shmuel, and David. Hold on one second. Basically, the Bryson writes four lines into the wide lines. Moshe tikin lem Yisrael shmona mishmaros. That sounds familiar. Moshe did eight. However, arba me elazar ve arba me itamar. However, but David ushmuel vehemi denales rev arba. Seemingly, the two of them together came up with the next uh, with the next eighteen with the next eight sixteen in order to get us to twenty four. Shneimar hema de yosa David ushmuel harua ben munasam. There was the two of them together. Says the Gemara, not a contradiction. Hachi kamar miyasodo shel David ushmuel haramati. Was both of them together, and even in the previous price, it wasn't meant to be contradictory. Hold on one second. What about the sheet of Rab? The sheet of Rab is that it was eight, eight, and eight that Moshe split up. Elazar and Itamar four and four is a total eight. Tanyidach, another Brisa writes that Moshe tikin lem Yisrael sheishesrei ma'amaros shmone me Elazar v'shmone me Itamar. That's very different than what we saw. We initially said in the Brisa that Moshe split up eight mishmaros between Elazar and Itamar. This Brisa says he didn't split up eight to four and four. He split up sixteen between Elazar and Itamar to be eight and eight. 
When when the family of Elazar they had way more progeny, so Chelkum ve'emidumal esrim arba he gave what would what would now be the remaining sixteen to Elazar who had a larger family instead of Itamar Shneemar as the pasuk says. They were larger. So they split up the Mishmaros more to Elazar's favor. That's what the Pasuk says, that they got 16. So the Pasuk seems very, very clear, uh, not like the first price that was quoted in the name of Rav. Again, Rav said that we are splitting up eight into four and four. And this new Bryce is saying, no, we're splitting 16 into eight and eight. After bringing a Pasuk that is black on white, a beautiful proof for the Brisa, the, the Gemara seems to bring another Pasuk, the Omer, base av echad achuz le'elazar. There is one unit that's given to Elazar, the achuz achuz le'isamar. And the initial, the achuz achuz, the double language, is that the initial one didn't change. Whatever number they had stayed the same. So it's, how do we understand this? Maiva Omer, why do we need the next Pasuk? Says the Gemara, five lines from the bottom. If you want to say, just like B'nai Elazar's family grew significantly, that so too his family grew as well. So Then that's not right. Then we would have understood the Brisa differently. And therefore, it has to be that it's like this Brisa, not like the Brisa that we started with, with Rav. It, otherwise, it doesn't make sense that it would have been uh, it would have been eight in this price. It should have been four. So therefore, we know that this price is taka right. And if that's true, then tiyuf to derev chama barguria in the name of Rab, which is how we started. Barguria in the name of Rab said that it was four and four for Elazar Nitamar, but the psukim don't talk that way. Kashan Rab. So Amar lach Rav chama barguria. I'll answer you on behalf of my Rebbe of Rab, and I'll tell you tanoihi. There's a machlokes, and he holds like the one that says that they started with eight and they split four by four. But there's another Brisa that says it was 16 and they split eight by eight to get to the number of 24. There were four Mishmaros that came up from the Gola between the two Bate Mikdash when they came back to rebuild the second base of Mikdash. The Eluhain, here are the four families that were part of the original Mishmaros that came back. It wasn't that much time, but they did come back. Uh, it was the family of Yodaya, Charim, Pashkor, Ve'imar. These are the four families. Uh, the Nevi'im at that time all showed up. And among those four families, they broke them down into six more per, six total per family to get to 24 Mishmaros because we needed them for the base of Mikdash. We saw this language, Bikalfi, I think in Masech Hashkalim, which is like a lottery. They put in pieces of paper and they were going to figure out how they were going to break down all the groups. So this is how it worked. Ba he came over to the to the lottery thing and he pulled out, but not al He happened to have pulled out his name, the of Shesh, and he got a total of six for his group. That gets us to 12, Pashkor, which is 18, Imar, which is 24. And that is how we established the initial 24 Mishmaras of the second base of Mikdash. At that time, the Nevi'im agreed. Shafilu Yehoriav, I think it's Yehoriav. Yeah. Yeah, that Shafil Yehoriav Rosh Mishmaros Ola. Yehoriav did not come back with Ezra for the second base of Mikdash. But even had it been that he came back, the halacha would have been at that time, Lo Yidcha We would not move that first family of Yadaya from his position because he came up at the right time with, with Ezra. El Yadaya Iker 
We're going to stop right here on Chavzayin Amid Beis. We'll pick up right here, six, seven lines down on Chavzayin Amid Beis tomorrow night with a blot and a half, and we will finish Daf Chavtes. Friday morning, early morning, share after the 6.30 Shacharis with Daf Chavtes, and then we're all done for Shabbos, and then we'll be back together on Sunday. See you on Monday night here in the basement. Wishing you all a beautiful night. This is for the fair.